Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. Thanks, sponsors, Top Spinning, Upper Deck, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, Comcy.com, Heritage Auctions, Huggins & Scott Auctions, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, and Burbank Sports Cards. Title of the issue, or <laughs> episode, Boring Cards. I need to say that uh, there probably are no boring cards, only boring <laughs> collectors, that to borrow a, a phrase from another genre, but Clearly, not all cards are, they may be produced equally in some sense, but they're not appreciated equally. And if a card is considered boring, maybe considered boring to you, but not boring to someone else. The problem is some of these cards are boring to almost everybody. One of the things I like about ComC and Beckett Marketplace and uh, any place where you can see a variety of cards like that, you see that there's an appreciation for any player. If it's available there, his uh, his or her family and friends uh, may have uh, interest in picking up that card. So it's kind of a misnomer when you look at the uh, price guides and look at the common, you know, the vernacular of the hobby where we talk about commons. They really, they really aren't common in the sense that you know, anybody that makes the big leagues in the sport is amazing. And so in that sense, every card, and I, and when people call me and say, well, what does this, is this card valuable? Every card has some value, but uh, in the secondary market, you're going to, the value is going to track with supply and demand. And the problem, as you know, for those of you who were around 30 years ago, when you have uh, a lot of supply and uh, too much supply for the demand, it can drive that value or the price to almost uh, zero. And, and certainly in those cases, below the threshold of being able to pay for postage uh, to ship, it just isn't worth it. It doesn't mean common cards are bad, and it doesn't mean that common players are common other than they're not star players. And that's unless they reach some notoriety in some other way, they're going to be uh, available for cheaper prices. When I first did the first price guide uh, book, uh, actually, in the surveys, they really looked at the common card or the average card in the set. In the that was in uh, 76, 77, 78. But the first book, I think many were shocked. Uh, many people I talked to said, "Surely you're not going to put a price on common players." And I, I said, "Well, no, actually, I am." Uh, and they said, "Well, that's that's impossible." Well, it isn't impossible. I mean, many players go for a base common price, but then there's some that, again, are not uh, notorious for what they did on the field, but have some other distinction from some team identification or some day in the sun that they had. And so uh, that was the right decision now, and I, I stand by it, obviously, because the hobby needs to have that understand that every card has value. So I'm not in favor of putting cards in the dumpster. I'm not in favor of burning cards. I'm not in favor of dumping cards, no matter how uh, boring they might be, in the ocean. The, the aspect of a boring card is in the eye of the beholder, and I would hope that uh, you would uh, have a second thought. Now, uh, the two definitions of boring, one is that it's uninteresting. And, you know, if you're a hobbyist, seemingly all cards should be interesting on some level, but some more than others. But the other aspect is that, that the boring of, like, drilling a hole. And I actually have experience with that. I've told you about my 55 Bowman case experience from back in 1975, that it had water damage. And I was told that they got that out of the attic, but I don't think you usually have water damage in the attic. I think this was down in the cellar, in the basement. And so there'd been some water damage in one significant corner of the case. And with the gum that Bowman had in those days and the water, that some of the sugar dissolved. And that attracts perhaps rats, perhaps some insects or varmints or critters, whatever. But there were some Mickey Mantle cards in there that you would say they're intact, but there's two-thirds of a card or Hank Aaron. And so does that have value? Can I get that authenticated as two-thirds of a great card? Literally, one-third of the card had been eaten by something. So I'm not going to worry about Again, it's that it was a long time ago, and uh, those cards were bored. 
But what I really mean is the uninteresting aspect. So, but it isn't just whether or not the card is colorful. Uh, there's lots of colorful cards that are really not that attractive. There's lots of black and white cards that are. When you get some of these printing plates, especially in the yellow, I hate to say it's boring, but the player is almost indistinguishable if you're looking at only yellow on a printing plate, even, even if it's a one of one. So it's, it's not interesting to me if it takes a long time to figure out what it is. So it's regardless of whether it's serial numbered or not. Is it interesting to me in the eye appeal, which is a big deal? Refractors used to be always interesting. Now there's a lot of popular newer refractors that are quite common. And so not regarded as special. I don't know that I go to the point of boring, but not special. If you're not familiar with a particular sport, do not think those cards are boring. You're just not into that sport. If it's a bunch of soccer cards, somebody will be interested in those, and they will understand which cards are better than others. Short prints, can they be boring? Well, the problem is when somebody comes to me who doesn't know about the hobby and has a box of cards, they're boring to them. They're not, they don't have any value, and they really can't tell. Uh, what card would be of interest to or not boring to a collector. There may even be short prints in there, and it's hard to tell unless you really are savvy about that uh, year or product. Now, the newer short prints are, uh, I like what they're doing in that they're uh, frequently are unusual photo treatments that are interesting so that you can pick out, hey, this is different. I'm wondering if newer modern card collectors that are they're chasing the latest rookies think that older vintage cards are boring. I, I don't think they are at all. But they're more primitive in the sense of the the design considerations and, and and technology that was brought to bear. You can't say the card is boring because it's in bad condition. Because I will take if you offer me a bullet hold Hannes Wagner card, I, I will be interested in it. And I've told you the story about how I had a Mickey Mantle 52 tops that was not a bullet hole, but was in very bad condition. I promise you that was great interest to the person I traded it to, and I I'd like to undo that trade, but. Even in bad condition, it was, it's a very interesting card. We did the things that was creative. If you go back and look at some of the early years of Beckett Baseball Card Monthly, we had fun cards that were submitted. They were kind of doctored cards submitted by our readers and subscribers. And I, I am so sorry. I think I've lost a lot of those. We used to have a file of those and I don't know where they are. I will continue to look because I'd love to resurrect some of them and bring them uh, to your attention because there were some hilarious ones where people were doing creative things with, uh, in many cases, common cards that were uh, alliterative or some other way to uh, to bring some humor to it. I'm wondering if boring cards are cards that have bad design. The problem with that is that it's pretty difficult to determine something to be unanimous, unanimously bad design. There are amateurish kind of design considerations, but when I look at the Topps Project 2020, I see cards that are professionally designed, but I don't really like the design, but I'm guessing somebody else would like it. So, in summary, I don't believe there are boring cards. I love cards. I, lo I just I love cards more than others. Uh, there are some common cards that are considered common cards that I appreciate more than some of the star cards I have. So that's the moral of the story. No boring cards, and certainly don't put your cards in any kind of jeopardy where they may get. In other words, don't put them in the basement like the original owner of that uh, case of 55 Bowman's did. So, thanks everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Be back again tomorrow or on Monday.